Manila's hottest monster, RX93.1. Yep, the conversation continues and flows freely here on Heard on Thursdays. Talk radio that pops. It's the iconic radio show that made FM talk. And I'm your host, JC Tevez. Welcome to the show. Now, speaking of iconic, in the iconic Broadway musical Gypsy, about the striptease artist and famous wit Gypsy Rose Lee, there's dialogue that goes, to be a stripper, all you need to have is no talent. You'll pardon me, but to have no talent is not enough. What you need is an idea. Something that's going to make your strip special. So our guest tonight has no qualms at all about being called a stripper. In fact, that's how she bills herself. But she may take exception to being called no talent. As would anyone, right? Because what she does takes talent. A lot of it. Wit. Also, hard work and hard muscles. A good dose of imagination and humor. And ideas that make her strip very special indeed. She's a performer in the variety show tradition called Burlesque, which has had some unsavory connotations over the years. She's helping she's helping alleviate it elevate it rather into art. Literally, in her case, because she does a lot of elevating and levitating via aerial sports. Burlesque has also become a cult entertainment in the 21st century and by that nature lends itself to adaptation in the pandemic era. It can be done intimately, it can be done online, and sexily from a distance. Sexily, that's a word, right? (laughs) After all, it's supposed to be a tease. The audience's imagination takes care of of the rest. Heard on Thursdays, we bring back burlesque artist and striptease performer in the Gypsy Rose Lee tradition, Joyen Santos, or simply Joyen. It's our post-Valentine's episode, still the love month, so we've invited Joyen not just to talk about burlesque, but to share her insights on how to make love spicy in the time of you-know-what. Given that she works in a performance genre that sexually stimulates the imagination, the phone lines will be open 86319393 in case you have any inquiries. Wink, wink. We're also live on Facebook, facebook.com slash rx931, and also on YouTube. Joyanne, welcoming you back on the show. Hi, Joyanne. How are you? Hey, that's an amazing intro. Hey, courtesy of Rafi. (laughs) Thank you so much. That's amazing. I mean, I hope I step up to it. Yeah, we like to cover our bases in our introduction, just so that we can hype you up for all the monsters. Because we've had monsters that have uh, been listening to the show for years, so they probably, you know, excited yeah. to see you come back and hear you come back. But for our newcomers, this is an opportunity for them to learn about you, about what you do. Uh, so let's start off with, uh, how are you, Joanne? What's going on with you? Pandemic vibes. Uh, <laughs> how has the last year been? Pandemically, <laughs> pandemically. <laughs> yeah. So um, last year has been quite an adventure. Mm. I mean, where do I even begin I to know, explain right? it, right? But you know, we have we really have no choice but to thrive, really. So even us in this industry, we uh, found ways to get creative. Mm-hmm. And I think we were talking about it earlier. We got creative with Zoom. Zoom. <laughs> we got creative with Zoom and breakout rooms and. Yeah, we found ways to 
make a living and to still strip and make people happy in more ways than one. Hey, I like that. <laughs> All right, so let's, you know, strip, strip, I, I always start, uh, you know, interviewing here, especially, like you said, it's a new it's a new time where we're finding ways to adjust. So when we're doing these interviews, I'm always curious, what, what besides your line of work, have you been doing other stuff? Have you been watching any cool shows? Or are you learning other skills other than, you know, strip, and, and burlesque have you have you channeled your energies into other things or have you been so busy doing your thing well at the start of the pandemic of course it was entirely quiet right mm. nobody knew what the hell yeah. to do but then like my coping mechanism really is to keep moving so now I find that I'm actually training almost every day working out almost every day wow because there's just so much time right mm. we're not stuck in traffic anymore Mm. You know, everyone's staying at home and with all of this energy. Yeah. So, yeah, I've been working out a lot. I actually would love to do Netflix, but it's just <laughs> by the end of the day, I'm so tired. Okay. Well, that's good news. Uh, you know, good news for you. And uh, I'm so hoping like this. <laughs> yeah. So you're keeping busy, which means the burlesque scene is, is alive and well during the pandemic. Is, is, am I correct in assuming that? Well, the shows have taken a turn. Like, um, there haven't been shows in the Philippines. Okay, um, not so much shows in the Philippines. But what the nice thing about it is, I got to participate in shows abroad. Oh, that's yeah, yeah. Because you know, um, everyone's online, and time zones became a social construct. Mm-hmm. I found myself performing in Las Vegas uh, at wow. five a.m. in the morning <laughs> in the UK at three a.m. It's pretty cool. That's pretty um, cool. Baltimore, 9 a.m. Yeah, yeah. So it, international. For, you're like you're like on an international tour, but from the comfort of your own home. Yeah, that's it's nice. both a good and a bad thing. Okay. <laughs> All right. So for the first time listeners who who might have heard your you know might have just heard of the term burlesque today, or maybe they only know it uh, as the that movie with with share yeah. and Christina Aguilera, I think. Uh, yeah. What is? Could you explain to a newbie? Uh, explain to me like I'm five. Obviously, explain to me like I'm 18 years old. <laughs> what, I'm not gonna explain. What, <laughs> what is uh, what is burlesque? Uh, you know, in, okay. in so to, in simple terms. All right. Actually, the origin is um, the origin is quite interesting. I think it came from an Italian word um, burlesco, and it means to parody, to make fun of. Mm. Yeah, it's actually it's actually that. Um, it's just that it got um, assimilated in these cabarets, these underground theaters, underground nightclubs. Um, that in, they incorporated um, comedy, magic shows, variety shows, and of course, there would be um, the, one of one of the most popular acts would be the, the striptease. Uh-huh. Okay, so when you say that you're coming to see a, a burlesque show, um, in some in some countries, it means a variety show. A variety show in some countries. But, yeah. Okay. In some countries, yeah. What about With, um, here? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. What about here in the context of, of modern burlesque here in the Philippines? What does it mean here? Well, there's actually a, bo- both a good and a bad connotation okay. with, the, with the word burlesque. Um, sometimes they, they pronounce it as burlesque. Burlesque. Okay. <laughs> burlesque. Okay. You, know, you know, Vilma Santos, mm. Vilma Santos level. And there's like, um, um, there's a depiction of it being uh, 
negative, let's say. You know, like a, a girl from the province goes to Manila and then ends up being a borderless dancer. Mm-hmm. There's a connotation of that because she performs in a nightclub and strips for a, for a living, you mm-hmm. know, against her will. Okay. There's that. But then again, you know, um, my group, my, 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 my different groups and me, I'm trying to promote, you know, another side of it. A side wherein um, an empowered woman shows herself and finds strength in that. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like um, that's a very, especially in this year, or this day and age rather, where there's a lot of scrutiny regarding uh, oh, yeah. body positivity and, and, well, especially the woman's body. Uh, there, there must be a lot of pushback, especially here in the Philippines because of maybe uh, religious views, etc., etc. What have you experienced in terms of the pushback against this, uh, this movement that you highly advocate for? Yeah. Um, usually, uh, when I perform at when I perform at gentlemen's clubs or um, famous men's magazines, if you, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not gonna name okay. that okay. or anything, you know, um, they're usually used to the um, very submissive, docile female, um, virginal. They look virginal, mm-hmm. and they're like um, the, the the appeal is that. They don't really want to be seen, but they are. Right. You, you know what I'm trying to yeah, say? Yeah, like, I, I get you. I know, but I'm not mm-hmm. Like that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's that appeal. And then in comes this, me, me this super uh, dominant woman. I'm like, hey, boom. You oh, know, wow. Boom. Okay. <laughs> this is what I want to show, and I'm proud of it. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of things, you know, um, I get... I get a reaction. I get a scared reaction. Yeah. I get a surprised reaction. Um, I've had people sort of back back away from okay. me because they weren't they were like they weren't expecting, not expecting it. Me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just see that. And I've also um, received the reaction that they thought I was a drag queen. They okay. thought I was a, a gay man. All right. Because they can't imagine that a that a female, mm-hmm. a biological female, would be that open mm-hmm. with her sexuality and her body. I see. Uh, you know, since you mentioned uh, the you know sexuality, gender, is is uh, yeah. is is striptease or burlesque exclusively a female domain, or are there you know are there different practitioners from different genders? Uh, how how can you can you give us the demographics of who practices burlesque here in the Philippines? Because I, I know it's it's very different worldwide. Yeah. Um, here in the Philippines, it's um, it's definitely we're definitely very uh, connected to the LGBTQ community. Mm-hmm. The drag queens are our sisters. Nice. And they've probably been doing burlesque far longer than okay. any straight female Great. here in the, here in the Philippines. You know, they've mastered the hair, makeup, wardrobe, the art of striptease, and you know they 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 have places everywhere. They have venues everywhere for that. Whereas the straight female, um, the heterosexual female, the biological female, okay. I mean, um, is only sort of awakening to that now, just now. And there's mm-hmm. a lot of hesitation okay. with it. All right. Yeah. I, yeah. I remember, okay, so last year, just a little story for the monsters out there. Last year, when you were here on the show, after the show, uh, you, you asked if you could... Uh, Tie my hands up or behind my head hey. or something. 
And uh, you know, I, was like, I obliged because I was like, that's cool. I want to try it out. Uh, so this was in a time when, you know, when we could still high five each other without fear of, of, of yeah. you know, COVID or anything. So let's talk about pre-pandemic first uh, so that people can get an idea of, of what you do, Joy. Because, you know, people are hearing you for the first time, hearing you yeah. talk about burlesque, but they've never been to a, a show. They've never been to a gentleman's club, for example, to see you perform. What exactly do you do? do like uh, at a show or at a state on the stage how, how does it all work for b- before the pandemic started of course okay in a nutshell in a very sexily <laughs> but not okay. nutshell um i take off my clothes okay and people pay me for it <laughs> all right and that's usually Artfully, what people are associated yeah. when when you think stripper that that is the, the that is the image that people conjure in their minds you know, take yeah, off clothes yeah, get yeah, paid yeah. for it okay that's yeah. the very basic gist of it but there's, there's like more the very basic yeah okay let's let's delve but, into it yeah but if it, if i were to you know to explain further you know i could say that there's politics when it comes to it mm-hmm. there's a story when it comes to it there's maybe even an advocacy even though i don't say it straight mm-hmm. um yeah, there's a lot of layers to it, and I'm probably shedding off more layers <laughs> than just my clothes. <laughs> okay, I understand. Because you likened it to a variety show. So how long exactly uh, does a performance typically last? Uh, is it an hour, 30 minutes, 20 minutes? What, what is the typical length of it? Okay, here in the Philippines, we do um, one performance is one song. So what, one standard song, four to six minutes. Six minutes is really long. Okay, <laughs> but six sometimes long. we could go that long. And um, you can liken it to, you know, exactly that that song. There's a there's an intro. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a, you you raise up to a climax part. The rising action. Sort of dive, yeah, rising action. Right, right. And then um, yeah, yeah, the whole, yeah. Okay. The whole plot. Yeah, right. it's sort of like that yeah okay. but then again you know because because it's burlesque uh-huh. and it's an underground form of art we are encouraged to not follow a simple structure so you could start naked and like start putting your clothes on oh <laughs> and end up fully clothed right. in the end it's theater you so, know so when we talk about you know you said you take your clothes off so when you said you start naked so really you it, it's really like everything is off or are there I mean, I'm just just out of curiosity. Like, how do, how exactly how far can one go? And are there legal are leave. there legal ramifications? I'm just I, I I don't know these things. So, are there leave, legal ramifications to that? Isn't it? Uh, I am going to um, comment here with um, with an event link, and you can check it out for yourself. Okay. You can find out for yourself. All right. Okay. <laughs> how far do we go? Okay. Okay. So you, uh, uh, by the way, uh, they can catch you online, uh, you know, on, on your social media pages, which we'll we'll talk yeah. about again later on. But for, how are how do people reach out to you uh, before the pandemic, and of course now online? But how did they find you? How are your services garnered uh, throughout the years? Well, how, how did you how, yeah advertise? <laughs> how did you how did you you know uh, build your network of of clients uh, and connections? Yeah. yeah. Well. I'm actually one of the people who's very out in the open. So if so, if you Google something like burlesque Philippines, I'm I'm there. Um, yeah, Google or like we used to have uh, we used to have a residency in the Poblacion areas in Makati. You could always find us 
there pre-pandemic. Pre-pandemic. Was pre-pandemic. pre-pandemic. Yeah. I feel like we so, always have to say, oh, this was pre-pandemic yeah. because you might get canceled <laughs> online. Hey, uh, pre-pandemic. Yeah, it's sad. <laughs> it's sad, but yeah, you know, this is the new normal. Mm. Mm, yeah, so there's that. We would always be actually in the artistic bars. Artistic bars, uh, gallery bars, you have Pineapple Lab, mm. B-Side in, in, in the publisher areas area, yeah. before. Um, and that cir- those circles are quite tightly knit. Okay. Right. If you're familiar with that, and yeah, we do we do features, media features like this one. Mm. We're pretty um, out there right. nowadays, though. Um, during the pandemic, there was this um, there was this crazy um, censorship, like mass shadow banning of all like sexy content creators. Oh wow! So yeah. And, and this is global. It was a global, global phenomenon. And I, I'm part of that. So I'm was, just permanently shadow banned. Was that, <laughs> is, was that on any specific social media platform or, or is it just across all? Across all, man. Um, really? It started with Facebook. It started with Facebook like digging up my, my posts from years ago. Really? Years ago. And then, you know, saying that ah, this post is, has been taken down for for nudity and sexual solicitation, okay. but it would not always be nude and soliciting sex. Yeah. sex. Okay. <laughs> you know, it was, I was just tagged. I, was, I think I was just flagged um, flagged as that uh-huh. until I had to shut down my Facebook account oh, no. and transfer to Instagram okay. and make a Twitter. Mm-hmm. But then, like, um, they're also starting to crack down on us there. So my engagement has been really low. Mm. Uh, they're picking us off like flies yeah. on all of the major social media platforms that's a bummer um, that's a bummer but it's not allowed in the philippines oh it's oh it's not, actually i was gonna ask about that so they're they're only fans is not you can't create an account here for only fans not if you have uh you can create one if you have an address in the country that allows only fans because so, we're filipinas right. with with only fans accounts but they they're connected to someone an address else. abroad yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Is that is that by is that because maybe do you know the history behind that? Has the government shut it down here, or is it just because they just haven't started operations here? They they haven't started operations here, and OnlyFans is very ethical um, because they they allow sexy content. Mm. They they allow to some extent um, pornographic content. Oh, yeah. They allow that. I'm saying, oh yeah, like I know, right? Oh yeah, I know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've seen it on Twitter. Surprise. I've seen it. No. <laughs> OnlyFans mm. um, has content creators from all. Uh, you know, they have a variety of content creators, not just the porn stars. Yes, okay, yes. they're just famous for that mm. because they allow it. Mm. Now they can allow it because they're very paperwork heavy. You know, they really get the consent forms yes. and the release forms. Mm. Um, they're very streamlined with it okay. because. They they don't want to, Get to be associated with illegal <laughs> activities. Content. Yeah, yeah, illegal activity. Mm-hmm. So um, we don't have that. Okay. <laughs> right. Yeah. I wish we did. Maybe I someday. Did. Hopefully, <laughs> fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah. I, I was actually going to get yeah, since you were talking about uh, since we're already on the topic of social media. I've seen yeah. a lot of. Um, because you, you're talking about being shadow banned, so for for the monsters listening, just a basic uh, maybe explanation of shadow banning is you might have had had all these followers, but when you post something, uh, it doesn't reach uh, a majority yeah. of your followers. Is that correct? In my is that, am I correct in understanding the definition of shadow banning? Yeah. 
It's one of the the repercussions. One of the repercussions. Yeah. Oh, but uh, lately I've been on TikTok, and I'm sure you've you might. I don't know if you're on TikTok, Joanne, but it, you know it's probably the biggest social media platform in the world right now. Uh, I've seen some sexy content, not necessarily pornographic, but I've seen a lot of of very attractive people chicks on and there. Thongs. Yeah, chicks and tongs, <laughs> dancing, dancing dances, right? Twerking, uh, yeah. But I've also seen, at least here in the Philippines, that they, the Philippine TikTokers who maybe post something that might come off as racy or insensitive or sexual, are getting their videos taken down. Uh, yes. Do you have any? Do you have any thoughts on yes. that? Yes. I, I. Well, I was bored as hell okay. at the start of the pandemic, so I do have a TikTok hey. at Joy and Joyan. Yeah, I, I did. Go. I started it. <laughs> okay. At Joy and Joyan, right. but they keep. They keep taking down my content okay. also. That's like a fully fully clothed. Really? <laughs> fully fully clothed. It's there's discrimination definitely because um whoever's behind the shadow banning and mm-hmm. the the con- content deletion, it's a human. Right. Okay, and yeah. um they've got their biases. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say it all of the white girls, okay. all of the skinny <laughs> white girls, skinny blonde white girls, mm-hmm. they're not going to get reported. Okay. Okay, the colored folks, the black. Did you know? Did you know that um, black girls twerking is shadow banned is as a hashtag? Yeah, but white girls twerking is not. Really interesting. Yeah, that yeah. Is so there's that telling. thing, yeah, going on in social in social media, and we're like. Guys, right. my butt is nice. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Oh man! Uh, all right, so so since we're on the online sphere of conver- of the conversation now, let's talk about now, Joyen. Uh, you you said you pre you know before we started this this uh, interview behind the scenes, you told me that you, at, at this time you could probably be a Zoom technician. Uh, tell us about working yeah. on Zoom, <laughs> how that works. Uh, we even talked about breakout rooms, uh, you know, behind the scenes. So maybe tell us about the intricacies of of, of a Zoom burlesque show now. Okay, so major platform, uh, major platform that we use for shows nowadays is Zoom. It's really got to be Zoom. Everyone has it. Everyone uses it for work mm-hmm. and for other things. Right. Okay, and um, what do you call this? It's password protected mm-hmm. you know um what do you call this you can change your name upon entry you can add filters on your video wow. <laughs> okay so i can i can come there completely without any makeup and i i, I look like i i have makeup it's 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 great you know so that's the main thing that we use for shows you can spotlight the performers uh-huh. okay um people can private message um one another in in the chat mm-hmm. and then and then the breakout rooms you know if somebody if somebody let's say purchases a vip private dance Dance. you can put them in a breakout room and you know how many for how many minutes do their thing and and then go back to the main room Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's that's pretty cool that's pretty cool it's so cool yeah uh, one th- one thing that pops up in my mind, I guess uh, maybe uh, on your end, you've you've also discussed it with your your peers. What about the exclusivity of it all? Because you said it's password protected, but what about maybe potential people re- recording the performance? I mean, because before you you can do it, you can confiscate cell phones. I remember we talked yeah. about this before uh, when you were doing when you would go to shows. You would usually confiscate cell phones, make them sign a. Uh, 
a waiver, a yeah. waiver, etc. Is that something? How how do you combat that now in the digital world of of your profession yeah. now? Honestly, that's a that's a major risk. Uh-huh. Okay, that's a major risk, and um, I had to make this this lecture. It's an entire lecture. It's called um, the art of online stripping, mm. uh, which you can find on my Patreon. Kaching, oh, <laughs> we gotta talk about that in a bit too. Yeah, let's talk about it in in, in a minute. Mm-hmm. And um, it basically states, you know, that by by stripping online, recording yourself on video and transferring it online wherever, you know, or broadcasting it, it exposes you in more ways than one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you have to be open to that um, scenario and you have to control, for example, control um, what you want to show. Okay, keeping in mind that you always have to keep in mind that okay, what if my my dad sees this right. and I have to be okay with that, or mm-hmm. I have to know how to be okay with that. That's one of the biggest um, risks of performing online, yeah. of creating content online. I could imagine. Really yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah. Joanne, I wanted to ask you um, since you know you you're very comfortable with with yourself, uh, you know, performing online, even on your social media, you're you're comfortable. Uh, posing in what most maybe some most people would be yeah most people would probably be like oh my god I could never I could never rock that outfit I could never you know go go that far uh, I have a question for you that that maybe is pondered by a lot of people if if because there there's been a lot of leaks and uh, people being exposed uh, their nudes are being leaked online uh, your thoughts on well that happening and also if you take nudes and it gets leaked online. Is there somewhere down the line, like, should you, are you kind of at fault as well because you took the photos and maybe you posed the risk of having it exposed? Or should it just, I mean, what what are your thoughts on that? Because there's been a lot of talk about that happening to celebrities. Uh, yeah, that, that, that's a good that's a good question. Yeah. That, that's a very good one. Um, I actually, um, maybe unpopular, mm. but I like to err on the safe side. Mm-hmm. Okay, so whatever it is, again, even if I take it on my phone, I take it on my phone. Um, I I record myself moaning, having having an orgasm. As long as I capture that, I already assume that it's gonna go somewhere I don't want it to go to. Okay. That's so just you know. You're going in with a, the mindset that maybe it could go. It could it could get leaked online. Yeah, yeah. I already I already assume that liability, mm. whatever it is, and you know I I. I'm not okay with it all the time, mm-hmm. but I, I know how to be okay with it. I see. Yeah, I see. it's part of the um, it's part of our um, professions. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you call this side effect? Yeah, maybe? I guess uh, maybe but negative uh, impacts that it yeah. could have in your life. Yeah, it's a liability. It's a liability, and you know um, we have to learn how to be okay with that. Okay. Very, uh, very well said. Uh, and you know the people that the people that do expose people's uh, sensitive uh, photos and videos. These people are are, are kind of there's there's a bunch of them online, a bunch of weirdos, a bunch of creeps online. They should burn in hell. Right, yeah. they should. Right. <laughs> uh, but I have a que- I have a question for you, Joyen, uh, because when when people imagine clientele of of uh, maybe even let's say let's talk about the Zoom burlesque shows. A lot of people, and I, I think I don't think I'm general. I oh, maybe I'm generalizing, but a lot of people might think: Are these creepy old, you know, creepy old men with 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 uh, just 
looking for some excitement like who are who are the clientele of, of burlesque shows because there's there is a, a connotation behind the, the, the consumers of, mm-hmm. of your work Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I, I think mostly in the Philippines, based on my experience, mm-hmm. um, the creepy old men genre is there. Is there. It exists. Okay. Definitely. Not definitely surprising. It's Not there. surprising. All right. Yeah, especially if they have money. Come on, guys. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a job. It happens. Okay? Right? It happens. And creepy old men, they usually have money. Okay. okay? <laughs> right. um, but here, here in my case, here mm-hmm. in my case, my market is a bit... Um, it's a bit broad, as I discovered. I, I also cater to the LGBTQ. Mm-hmm. So in the in these Zoom uh, breakout rooms, these champagne rooms, these VIP rooms, mm-hmm. um, I have been booked one time by a straight guy who was having a birthday celebration. One okay. time. Okay. Okay. And then the rest of the people who booked me are um, are women. All right. They're biological females, okay. or they are um, non-binary. Non-binary. Non-binary, and their pronouns are she and her. Okay, that's a very yeah. yeah so I think most people who just heard you answer would be surprised at that at that fact, huh? Uh, probably for for you know here in the Philippines, yeah. it's mostly the creepy old guy okay. in the Philippines. But, Got it. You know, women like to stand other women. Yeah. And it's great. I love it. It's great. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I think a lot of people would also maybe be surprised to know that uh, this is also something that maybe couples uh, do together. Can you talk about the couples aspect of of, uh, maybe booking a burlesque show or having you teach them things? Uh, Yeah. Can you talk about that? It's funny because I actually just had an inquiry today. Great. (laughs) The husband's 40th birthday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, I also, one of the things that I, that happened during the pandemic, so I got this, uh, I made the art of online striptease, mm-hmm. the, the art of online stripping. Um, it's a, an hour long lecture. I also was able to make this, um, movement and mindset class, online class called Lover Striptease. Okay. Lover Striptease. And it's, um, it's a class where in the, 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 what do you call this? The doer, the dancer. the dancer. I'm trying to use gender neutral terms okay. because sometimes you know they're not male and female. Right. The the dancer, the dancer, um, the performer the dancer has a role, mm-hmm. and then the receiver. There you go. The giver, the giver. and the receiver. Giver and the receiver. Okay. Also has a role. Yeah, yeah. So it's a collaboration that makes you know a striptease scene successful for all parties because sometimes there's not just. Two parties. <laughs> I see. Could be more, right? Could be more. Could be more. Could be more. Yeah. So, yeah, it's actually um a popular class as well. I was able to teach that um in, in well in Singapore, but we were in Zoom. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty it's pretty interesting, okay. and um I taught them the mindset, you know, how to create a successful striptease scene for you know the givers and the receivers, mm-hmm. both both sides and I also taught them a bit of a bed burlesque choreo I bed see. stripping choreo. Uh, you yeah. know on that note uh, can you maybe I mean I, I know you don't want to give off all your your secrets and whatnot Joyen but when you talk about um, when you talk about giving a class or or just working in this line of work do you believe that you have to have a, a niche or is there like like what what makes what made you successful in your opinion versus maybe someone who tried to do it and, and didn't succeed as much? Is, is there a, did you have something, a gimmick or something special that you did, a niche? Hmm. 
Let's see. I'm I'm not sure if I would classify myself as successful just yet. Okay. But what I think, you know, um, when I would see and experience others um, attempt to uh, to do this, there has to be authenticity. Authenticity. Yeah, there really has to be authenticity. Uh, most people, when they're given, when they're tapping into, you know, this power of female sexuality, they sort of get consumed by it or they get scared of it. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, there's sort of, there's an image of a dominatrix, for example, that they kind of want to be, but they are not. I see. Okay, so you have to accept that um, this kind of, profession it has its ins and outs it has its um good side and its bad side and you have to accept all of that or you have to learn how to accept all of that and that's part of being authentic i see accepting for example that you know what i preach about female sexuality all the time but then you know um i'm insecure about certain parts of me too okay I mean, I think you know, it's, it's normal. It's normal. Yeah. It's normal. Yeah, yeah. It's normal. Because when people um, start to think that, oh, I have to be the illusion of yeah. sex. I have to be the illusion of the perfect woman. Yeah. They think that that's perfect. That they should be perfect and nothing else. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's the imperfections that count also. Yeah. It's part of being authentic. Actually, I don't like showing my toes, for example. Oh. <laughs> I don't like smelling my toes. So we have something in common, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Joy, a toast to that. Yeah, I have a, I have a really cool story, uh, Joyan, about. Uh, so after our interview last year, because it was almost mm-hmm. exactly this time last year, I remember someone messaged me and said that because of hearing you talk about uh, this line of work. They, they were considering getting into it and they said hearing you talk about it uh, actually pushed them to kind of start. And I think that's a, that's a you know, just you talking about that is, is really cool. So for somebody who does want to start, uh, somebody who wants to get into the line of work that you're in, where are, what are the stepping stones? Because it seems like, like just even performing is already a giant leap into the fire. <laughs> are there baby steps? What are what are the what are the beginner steps to starting in in your industry? Um, regarding burlesque, mm-hmm. you know, and the art of striptease, we're very lucky right now because I accidentally started the online classes. You know, the regular online burlesque classes, uh-huh. wherein you can just. Lock yourself up in a room, in your room, in your own bedroom. Mm-hmm. You know, turn on Zoom maybe from your phone or something. And, you know, learn the basics, the basic movements, the basic flow with me. Mm-hmm. You know, most of my students started out that way. Um, online through the classes with Beast House, which you guys interviewed um, before. Yes, also. we did. The best real studio in the country. Nice. East House. Um, yeah, there you go. So that's a that's a very baby, you know, stepping stone. Okay. Um, going to burlesque class, you know, and we created this very um, safe and supportive community of strong females. Um, actually, I don't advertise it a lot, and I'm shadow banned, so I can't advertise right. so much. So my students are the ones who advertise for me, and you know, they have. They have day jobs, uh-huh. they ha- they're marketers, uh-huh. they're nurses. And, you know, burlesque is our little safe space. Yeah. 
It seems like something that uh, is really it's it's really an organic growth kind of industry because, like you said, because of the shadow banning or maybe the to- the topic or the the occupation, just talking about it seems uh, you know for a lot of people might be taboo or or people it would be like oh how how do we even talk about this so the fact that your students are sharing it I think that's really great and yeah I think even if it is grow maybe at a slower pace compared to uh, conventional yeah. quote-unquote conventional industries at least you have a dedicated um, group of yeah, an organic group yeah. of people who really believe in what you're doing so actually we uh, let's talk about Beast House so, yeah I know you've been uh, performing but before we do that uh, I want to invite our listeners who are on Facebook as well as listening on air of course uh, if you want to call up 86319393 if you have any questions about burlesque uh, about maybe spicing things up as a couple or alone uh, or if you're gonna if you're if you're shy to call uh, you can always give us a nickname or you can comment on our Facebook we're uh, live right now facebook.com slash rx931 feel free to send in those questions to Joanne but Joanne let's talk about Beast House uh, I uh, noticed that you've been posting performances with them uh, doing aerial uh, so what is aerial is that part of burlesque is it an essential part of burlesque or is it is it just a different um, form of uh, performance performance okay um, so with Beast House I I am a trainee of Beast House. They're training me to be, to possibly be one of their company members. Mm-hmm. It's a sort of, um, it's a separate track, um, being a professional uh, pole dancer and aerialist. But these art forms are sisters. They're very, they're very much related. Um, with Beast House, yeah. So I'm training to become part of them and learning how to pole dance. Uh, which is very, very close to, uh, to being a sexy performer. Mm-hmm. Um, aerialist, meaning you're performing acrobatic um, tricks in the air uh, with an apparatus. It's, it could be aerial silks, um, the cloth, the piece of uh, the two pieces of cloth, mm-hmm. or um, aerial hoop, the round thing that you go, you would sort of interweave yourself in and out of. In my case. Um, it's, it really made sense for me because I would tie myself up, not just you and not just other people. Okay. I would tie myself up mm. and suspend myself in the air. So it was already very much related. So the, the president um, of the company of Beast House, uh, Jamaica Hornachon, is actually my mentor. Um, she's the best pole and aerial coach in the country. Yo. <laughs> um, yeah, there you go. Um, she mentored me and, you know, we created this art form called Aerial Bondage, wherein um, my, my Japanese-style rope bondage self-suspension was fused with um, aerialist principles, you know, mm. the technical, technical acrobatic part of it. Mm. It's amazing and... Yeah, um, they're not exactly the same as, you know, my worlds are um, pink, BDSM, burlesque, aerial, pole, but they're, they could overlap. They could overlap. Okay. Yeah. What I've noticed, my case, they do. Yeah, what I've noticed <laughs> about uh, people who take aerial hoop classes, I, I know I have several friends that, that uh, you know, take these classes. Well, pre-pandemic, they, they would take these classes and they... <laughs> Man, they their biceps and their triceps and their shoulders are oh my goodness! Like they are like yours, Joanne. If you can see on the Facebook live right now, they are. They there you are. go. Look at those abs. Look at those abs, Joanne. <laughs> so I mean, it takes a lot of strength, right? To do. Can you tell us about the maybe the the conditioning aspect of it, the the strength training aspect of of aerial hoop? Oh, 
Oh, where do I begin? <laughs> um, a lot of work starts on the floor. On the floor. You know, before before you even go up, you have to really make sure that we're really nice and warm. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you know, you might dislocate something. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to be strong enough. You know, you have to be able to lift yourself. Let's say even in just a plank position for a longer time than most people. You have to be able to do push-ups. You have to be able to do pull-ups. Oh, pull-ups. Let's not even let's not talk about pull-ups. Yeah. I don't even remember the last yeah. time I was able to do a pull-up. One-handed? One-handed? One-handed. One-handed. Yeah. What? <laughs> or do it with your with one ankle hanging oh, upside wow. down, you know? <laughs> Man. It's fun though. You know what? It sounds um, it sounds hard and intimidating at first, but uh-huh. then we get addicted to it because it makes you feel really good and strong and beautiful, you know, when you, you do these things up in the air. Okay, great. I'm, I'm sure yeah. that's that. I mean, if the people watching on Facebook just saw, you know, saw you flex your flex your guns, I'm sure they're like, man, after pandemic, we got to get into the hoop into the hoop game. We're open. No, we're open right now. Okay, okay. So you're open. What are yeah, the, so what are the open right now. What are the, uh, the class schedules? How can they reach out to, uh, to your team, the Beast House team? All right. So Beast House is also um, in, in Facebook and Instagram, Beast House PH, mm-hmm. um, or everywhere. Also on my profile. Your profile. <laughs> everywhere in, yeah, in my profile. Mm-hmm. Um, Joy and Joy and um, I post about them a lot because we work together. Um, yeah, and we've actually been really busy lately. We've, we've been accepting both um, in-studio and virtual clients and classes. So... Mm-hmm. We're up and running. Um, pay us a visit. We're in this nice little spot in um, in Capitolio, smack right in the middle of Metro Manila. Uh-huh. And yeah, we, we could be your happy place. <laughs> Hang out, literally. Yeah. You know, you, Joy, and just talking to you, you're very, I mean, I think it's obvious to anyone listening and watching right now that you're, you're quite the entrepreneur. Uh, you did mention uh, Patreon earlier, so why don't we give you that yeah. that platform to well, a plug your Patreon, but also tell people what that is because Patreon is something I see on YouTube videos from people based yeah. in America, North America, or even yeah. Europe. Here, it's 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 kind of you don't hear much about it. So tell tell us about <laughs> Patreon and what you do on your Patreon. Yeah, yeah. Sadly, Filipinos don't like to tip or subscribe <laughs> for content. I'm going to say it. I'm going to call you out okay, on that, okay. guys. <laughs> Unless I see you on my Patreon. It's patreon.com slash joyandjoyan. Um, it's basically like any social media. Like there's a feed. There's a news feed. Like mm-hmm. let's say Facebook. Everyone knows Facebook, right? But yeah. you have to um, pay to unlock certain um, levels of content. I see. So yeah, with me, for example, um, I rarely post on social media now. I now post only maybe the public announcements, like mm. like for this show. Right. Um, but that's like the tip of the iceberg, the kinky iceberg. Okay. Um, a lot of my content like is on Patreon. Like I, I upload um, behind the scenes content, where and I. I, I cuss and I speak in Filipino okay. in like really rough Filipino oh, and I make mistakes I you know I, I do blog entries yeah. exposing my heart and soul mm. I also do like a lot of um, a lot of striptease content that I can never post on public social understood. media understood understood <laughs> oh my god I'm you know constantly being reported on YouTube and yeah. 
and Instagram. So um, so all of the reported content, and all the, the private content goes there. <laughs> so in a way, Patreon has kind of given you a, well, the platform that you've always kind of wanted. In a way. For now, yeah. For now. For now because, okay. yeah. For these platforms, you know, the moment that they kind of get uh, on your radar as uh-huh. a, a sexy content creator, uh-huh. a sexy performer, they kind of start to ban you. Yeah. And I think yeah. that's so strange, right? Such a strange... I mean, I yeah. understand maybe having to protect uh, underage viewers, etc. But to, That's right. That's right. Sometimes I feel... I mean, it's just my personal take. I feel like it's being done uh, for every... Like, all legal consenting adults. It's like, why are you making this decision for me? Right? Yeah. In a way. Yeah. In a way. Because there's a lot, a lot of things, I guess, on the internet that we can't control. Like, yeah. Even though all of my profiles are technically 18 and above. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> you know. Got yeah. It. Uh, Kids are smart nowadays. Yeah. Okay, so speaking of, I, I know this is uh, something that maybe people might get confused or at least associate with with uh, your line of work. Last time you were here, we talked about uh, BDSM. We talked about that the uh, you know the that community, especially here in the the Philippines. Uh, is that community active during COVID times? Is that, is okay. That, Personally, I had to I had to stop. Mm-hmm. I had to stop because it's very close contact. Yeah, you know, tying tying someone among other among things, other so things. Boy, a lot of biting, and you know, a lot of exchange of um, close contact. Yes, say it's close got contact. it. I got it. I got it. I got it. <laughs> yeah, it's close contact. Um, it was very difficult for me because. Uh, not very happy with how the country handled the COVID uh, yeah. um, <laughs> pandemic. Mm-hmm. So um, I had to stop personally. Okay. But then, I guess because everyone was in lockdown, I also got a lot of emails. Oh, interesting. I, I also got a lot of emails like um, long, long, really long letters, you know, love letters asking to to sub for me and... Mm-hmm. Um, I'll pay for rapid testing. When are you available? You know, all of these things. I guess, you know, they got they got itchy. <laughs> okay. They got itchy. Uh-huh. And you know, if I wasn't available, I'd turn them down, you know, or I won't reply. It depends. But some of my colleagues, I think, are still up and up and running. Okay. So I, I got it. Got it. Got it. So it's, I guess people are, are trading carefully because of, of the virus now. I am. Yeah, yeah. I am. Okay. <laughs> Uh, so let's answer, uh, or let's ask, rather, ask you, Joy, and a few questions from our social media. I think we have some off of Twitter, a lot of anonymous accounts, and I, uh, you know, just because just I get it. I get it. Uh, I know the deal, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, one, one is asking, uh, a listener is asking you, Joy, and uh, during the pandemic, what can make uh, love spicy during the pandemic if you're locked down at home? If you've been with the same person uh, for the last year? What what else can we do if we've tried everything? <laughs> That's what they asked. Define everything. Uh, exactly. Define everything. everything. <laughs> I mean, have you tried maybe switching roles in bed? I don't think so. Mm. <laughs> you know, switching roles, um, switching, uh, being the giver, the receiver, tease mm. and denial, dressing up, dressing down, you know, something as, let's say, as simple as changing your hairstyle could spice things up something as you know an online delivery buy all of the lingerie uh-huh. buy all of the new lingerie learn ah learn go to my workshops okay <laughs> and study how to live to live it up um explore with scents with fragrances 
explore with textures. I'm writing. Um, I'm writing satin, all this down, Joy. I'm writing it yeah, all right down. Right 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 all down. <laughs> satin sheets, blindfolds, guys. There's so many ways to be creative. What else? Um, write a song together. Mm-hmm. There's so many things to do. You know, the funny thing is, um, people people were were complaining to me. I'm, I'm a little, I, I know it doesn't look it, but mm-hmm. I enjoy being at home and being an introvert. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, um, people are complaining. Oh, there's nothing to do. There's nothing to do. We can't go out, guys. There's so many things to do at home, okay. you know. And we're very lucky, you know, to have a home to spend the pandemic yeah. in. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. take up knitting. Yeah. I took up sewing. You did, <laughs> did you? How's did. that? How's that going? <laughs> Um, I made a gown. Ga- you know, you know the the poster that the poster photos that you used. Mm-hmm. I sewed the the gown. Oh, of that you did that. Yeah. Great, I did that. So it's I did that. Very fruitful. Just saying. <laughs> There's so many ways. Right. Sorry, I hope that helps. Yeah, we have a we have another question here off of social media, okay, Joanna, uh, asking yeah. you: um, Has your line of work ever affected uh, your personal relationships? I'm assuming they mean maybe romantic relationships. Uh, yeah, actually, that's that's an interesting question. Do you does because it's not your job is is less common than say because you know, when you ask someone what what does your what does your what does your partner do you know it's, uh, most people say oh she she uh, they are a lawyer they are a doctor they are they work at, so wh- how does that work with you when someone you know it, it, when you're in a re- if if you've ever you know when you when you've been in a romantic relationship what how does that work what's the dynamic like. Okay, so most people, I, I'm not very, I'm not very public when it comes to it, but I do have a long-term partner who has been there since the very beginning. Mm. We're celebrating our um, our 10-year anniversary on Saturday. Congratulations! <laughs> Happy anniversary! <laughs> ten year. Ten years! Wow! Ten year. We're tenured. Mm. Okay, and um, you know, guys, it's a it's a job. Okay, you have to first um, you have to first understand that it's a job. Okay, so I have my job face, which is probably what you're seeing right now. I also have my pambahal face. Okay. I also have my partner face, partner, girlfriend, mm. um, live-in partner face. Okay, so um, I guess it's that. It's changing the perspective that, oh my God, um, she's, so, she's so maligalig. She takes her clothes off and whatever. We all, to some extent, you know, expose ourselves at work. Um, shed off layers at work, mm-hmm. um, get objectified at work. Yeah. You know, you don't hire an accountant because he has a good personality. You hire him because he's good at accounting, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Hire me because yes, I'm good at stripping. There so go. it's, it's that. You have, to, you have to think about it as a job and then you realize that, you know, I go there for work, I come back home, I eat dinner, we watch Netflix when Yay. we have time. You know, yeah. uh, great, great. I'm sure that, that that's a very reassuring answer for a lot of people who might be like, oh, I want to get into this or I want to do this. Uh, which leads us to our final question for you off of social media once again, Joyen. Uh, yeah. When you, what are the, uh, what are the, sorry, hold on, let me read it here. What do you that's think fine. I should do with my partner if they are not comfortable with the spicy ideas spicy you know like what is there something that you can you convince somebody i guess this maybe they're what they're asking is it bad to try to convince them or how how do you go about someone who might not be so comfortable with the more risque uh suggestions that that they offer okay so um 
it's the question is uh, between two parties. Two parties. I'm imagining it's yeah. between yeah, it's between two parties, and the the first party wants to ask the second party. It's it's like that, right? Mm-hmm. But based on the wording, the wording that I hear from the first party, there's a lot of layers mm-hmm. to it, and it sounds like that first party is a little bit, you know, unsure or hesitant. Still, okay, so. That has to be recognized first and foremost. Mm-hmm. Again, you know, with I think I, we sort of touched on this. You know, being um, in tune with both the good and the bad sides of it, and being authentic mm-hmm. with it. Um, this person first has to know what they want, why they want it, what their goals are for it, um, what they don't know about it, what they would like to learn about it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Know it first, and. And then once they are sure of that, once they are at peace um, with that, with themselves, and then they can involve the second party. Ah, I see. So trying to maybe educate yourself more and, and be more comfortable with, like you said, uh, being who you are, like accepting yeah. who you are. Yeah. And then from there, take yeah. it take it from there. You first. Uh-huh. Yeah, you first. Because if you come into, um, if you involve the second party right away, it's going to be so magulo yeah. because both of you don't know, know what's, what's going happening. on. Yeah, right. And, you know, it's okay to not know what's happening or not know what you want, but you have to clearly convey that. That you don't hey, know. Hey, I'm not sure if I, I'm not sure if you're into this, but I've been thinking about this a lot and I really, it would really mean so much to me if you won't judge me, but I think that I am open to playing with a strap on. I see. I know that you'll be scared, but this is the research that I did on it. Um, it's like, present, I'm, I'm it's not like a, presenting a, yeah, a thesis in yeah, a way, right? <laughs> like yeah. This is my argument, well, you know, my thesis statement. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I guess, you know, tailor fit to to everyone's needs, to, yeah. to the party's needs. But I like to go that way because, you know, it removes the creepy vibes if you're just honest about it and sincere. Yeah. Authentic. I think that and answers your question. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And if they think that that isn't for them and you're being a creeper, then, you know, why stay in the relationship? Well, there we go. There we go. So if you want to get advice from Joanne, <laughs> uh, of course, uh, you know, we, we would love to keep talking more about this. But yes. we're coming to an end, uh, which would, you know, I know a lot of people listening. There's probably a lot of people who are like, maybe they didn't want to call. Maybe they didn't want to ask. But I know they're interested. I know they're listening and they want to know about this world that you are in, Joanne. Uh, please tell them where they can find you online and how they can maybe let's combat that shadow ban. Let's get the the real people who really yeah. want to know about this. How can they find you online? How can they reach out to you? Okay, so I'm mostly on. Uh, I'm not so much on Facebook anymore, but <laughs> on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Patreon. It's at Joy and Joyen. Um, very easy to search at Joy and Joy and J O Y E N J O Y E N just twice in a row. Yeah, like enjoy, so you remember. Yeah, <laughs> Joy and Joy and okay. <laughs> and uh, do you have any upcoming uh, maybe talks or shows or, or once again remind people that maybe the the was it a book that you wrote or was it that that it's like a thesis statement that you wrote? I remember you were talking about it earlier. Oh, the art of online. There we go. There my, we go. Yeah. Um, my classes, um, my classes, you can take them on online, which is which is great. Um, I'm gonna be um, 
part of this uh, virtual sexuality festival in March. Oh, that's next it's month. next month. There you yeah, go. Crazy, right? Next yeah, month next already. Month. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's based in Singapore. Um, it's called Sugar and Spice. Uh, this virtual um, Asian sexuality festival made by Asians for Asians. Mm-hmm. So we're going to be tackling a lot of you know relevant Asian concerns. When it comes to the S word <laughs> that nobody wants to mention here in Asia, especially in the Philippines, mm-hmm. sex, sex. Okay, <laughs> hopefully that doesn't end. And I'm always at Beast House Tuesdays, 8 p.m. teaching burlesque. And yeah, you can get in touch with me through my social media. However, I'm available for for private classes, among other things. Great. Always around. <laughs> All right, and of course, uh, you know, yeah, you, I'm sure you have a lot of, of uh, maybe students or fans or, or just friends watching. You want to say what's up to them online, on air? Any hellos, greetings, shout outs? Yeah, I mean, uh, some people are are messaging me. There you go. I think Joam is still alive. I'm not sure if my burlesque students are listening. Um, I think Alyssa tuned in. Maybe Nesta, my dance bestie. Uh, yeah, they're all around. I would say hi to my mom. Yeah, I'm going to say hi to my mom because there's a recording of this, right? Yeah. And I always say hi to her. Of course. Hi, mom. I love you. <laughs> it's a bit late. So she's asleep now, but she'll see the, <laughs> she'll see the recording. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, Joya, thank you very much. Uh, oh, actually, Jeppy uh, is saying that she's here watching you. So, uh, Jeppy, oh, hi. She's my brother's student. Yeah. Really good, really good stripper in the making yeah. mm, love you uh, so thank you very much Joyen for joining us hopefully uh, uh, and I I, I I don't I mean this seriously I hope you can tie us up again in person in the future like when you come over to the booth uh, but we'd love to have you back and thank you for opening our eyes and our ears to this world uh, and letting us know that it's still very possible to spice things up in our lives uh, join us again mm-hmm. next week for more hot conversations here on Heard on Thursdays my name is Jay-Z Tevis have a wonderful evening and always keep it locked here on Manila's Hottest Monster RX 93.1 good night everyone Heard on Thursdays Heard on Thursdays the premier magazine talk show on FM radio winner of multiple KDP Golden Dove Awards for best magazine programs Thursdays 10pm to 11pm an original monster special only from Manila's Hottest Monster RX 93.1